Hi, my beautiful people. This is Spill With Me, Jenny D. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am so excited. I've been wanting to do this for so long. I'm giving you a real big hug right now. I don't know if you can feel it, but I'm giving you this big hug because I feel like everybody needs a hug or a, hey, you're doing great or you look nice or just compliment each other. I mean, see, I felt like I needed to start this because I've been running into so many people that just want to talk about their life experiences, the relationships or like any story they needed to share. This could be something magical or something they wanted to share, but they're afraid of what others would think, me included. Or if you're hurting inside or have a funny story about life lessons you'd like to talk about, I would love for you to reach out. This could be the worst or your best times. Listen, I have some good topics. We're going to have a lot of fun because I believe the best medicine is to talk about it because someone else is dealing with the same shit. Hello, my beautiful people. It's another episode on Spill With Me, Jenny D, and I'm so excited today. I have Linda. Linda and I met a few months ago, and when we met, she just has that smile. She lights up a room, and you just want to know her, and you want to get to know her and find out her story. So today, Linda's going to share with us about her story, her journey, and what she's gone through, and what she's doing now. So Linda, say hi to the listeners. Hi, everybody. How are you? I'm I'm wonderful. I'm so happy to be here. Well, we're happy that you're here. And I know that, you know, we talk about cancer a lot in a lot of my podcasts, but I feel like everybody's journey with cancer is so different. Oh, absolutely. I, I was diagnosed with breast cancer um, a little over two years ago. It's been almost two and a half years ago now. Um, and uh, yes, it, everybody's journey is different. Uh, there's uh, different types of cancer. There's different right. treatments. Some people have chemo. Some people don't. It, you know, it all depends on, you know, the cell type and, and, and your diagnosis. Right. Um, and again, everybody, everybody is is different. I've had multiple friends that have gone through it, and we've all had something totally different. Uh, my mine was um, mine was a, a huge surprise. Yes, uh, take us back to that day. Now, was this during COVID? Yes, it was oh. January of 2021. So okay. maybe we were starting to come a little bit out of it, but right. it was still, you know. I mean, I had to wait quite a while to get in for my yearly mammogram. I was a couple months late because they were scheduling them. Further apart, so that there weren't so many people in the right. waiting rooms oh, yeah. and things like that. You know, you remember that time oh, when yeah. they didn't want ten people sitting in the waiting room. Exactly. So they were scheduling fewer every day and scheduling them further apart. So I ended up having to wait a couple of months to get in, which I didn't think was a big deal because, again, I've gone every year for as long as so I can remember. So you've been that person who has gone to every yep. one of your mammograms. At what age did you start doing that? Oh, I think it was a about my early 40s, I think. Right. There's no age. Like, they don't tell you. I mean, it keeps no. changing. Now it's getting younger and younger. It is. It is getting, because they're finding so many young women that are now, I am, I was shocked at how many young women have been right. diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, and that's part of what I have learned going through this. I have met 
so many people uh, through um, nonprofits and through other charitable organizations right. and through all those kinds of um, avenues. And I'm just shocked. I mean, it's a community. Yeah, and it have, is. You know, and women and men that go through this, they become each other's like brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. Like you're looking for them for advice and for comfort, and they're looking for you for the same exact thing. Right, right. Um, as I mentioned, I had a couple of friends that were going through it, and we were on the phone constantly. Yes. So, you know, be like, I'm getting my treatment tomorrow. How'd yours go last week? Uh, you know, I right. mean, it was like we were just, you know, sharing. And we had a lot of the same side effects, but right. not all. I mean, some of them were different. And, again, we were on different medications and different treatment plans. And so, you know. Well, take, I, take us back to the day in January of 2021, Linda. You went to your mammogram mm-hmm. like you always do yep went for my mammogram um got a call did you feel anything different mm-hmm. before that nothing no nothing i i mean and i do self-breast exams i didn't feel right. anything um even the doctor when he examined you know because they always do the the breast exam along with the mammogram right. and he didn't feel anything either what about the ultrasound do they do ultrasounds now yes they do um after my original mammogram and the, when they they saw the suspicious area, we shall call it. Right. Um, so they called you. Like they the called next me day. like the next day and said, "Hey, you know, the doctor saw something. He wants to take another look at it, and you know, just to be sure." And I'm like, "Oh, okay, no problem." Right, because I've gotten a couple calls like that too. Uh, it scares you. Well, it did. I mean, I've I've been called back many times, and it did. So you didn't at think first. It did at first scare me the first couple times, and then it always came back fine. So when they said I needed to come back. I didn't even really, eh. Right, it's like, precaution. Eh, what the heck, you know, right. no big deal. So I went back the next week. Um, they did a different, some different views on a mammogram, and then they also did an ultrasound, and the doctor came right in pulled it up on the screen and showed me this rather ominous-looking spot on there. It was right. rather large, and he's... But you would have never known it was there. It so was, it wasn't like you had a bump. It was in No, it was, it was deep, and it was behind the nipple. Okay. So you really couldn't yes. feel it. He even said, I, I, I couldn't feel it, and it's large. It was almost an inch in oh diameter. Oh, my gosh. It was big. Wow. So he said, we need to biopsy this, and so... They biopsied it, and I still in my head, I right. kept saying, no, it's going to be fine. So they sent you home, and then they biopsied it. So you went home knowing that there's something suspicious. Right, Could and be. then they scheduled the biopsy, like, I don't know, I guess it was the week later. And um, so I went back, had the biopsy done, and then, of course, you wait right. uh, yeah. for the results. And it took about five days, and uh, I got the phone How were you those five days? Um I mean, I was I was a little nervous about it, but again, I kept in my head. I kept thinking, nope, this is going to be fine. Be positive. It's Have a good gonna, attitude. It's going to be benign. It's going to be nothing. It's just going right. to be a cyst or you know something. And so, really, again, I really wasn't that concerned. So. Which is good because you don't want to stress yourself out, right? Right. You don't want to. You know, I. I. You don't want to be doom and gloom and think the worst 
of everything right. all the time. So I tried to, you know, think, yep, you know what, it's going to be fine. It's going to come back benign and no big deal. Great attitude. And um, so when he called and said, um, you know, I'm, I we have the results back and I'm sorry, but um, you have invasive lobular carcinoma. What did you say? Nothing. I just sat there trying to process, process it. Yes. And I didn't say anything. And I don't know how long I sat there, silent. And finally he said, are, are you still there? And I said, yes. And he said, did you understand what I said? And I said, well, I yes. Uh, sure, I understood the words. Right. I knew what it meant. Right. Um, but I didn't understand it. I mean, it's like I... I you can't comprehend it. No, I, I, I couldn't. I mean, I just sat there thinking, no, this can't be right. This is a mistake. Right. Um, somebody, they screwed the test up. They, right. You know, they did something. This can't be right. I'm healthy. I, I get my mammogram every year. I right. do self-test exams. Right. I do what I'm supposed to do. I go to the doctor right. all the time. I, You know, I mean, it's like I do what I'm supposed to do and I've been very healthy my whole life right. and I'm like this 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 must be wrong this it's can't it's not fair this, this, but for him to call you now I was wondering about that too like to get that phone call to tell you over the phone I mean not that he should bring you in in person but to tell you on the phone when you're by yourself I don't know yeah, if you were by yourself I was I was by myself you know and you get that news and the first thing he says is sorry so then it's like okay well sorry must mean yeah this is this bad. is bad news yeah. right right so you just sat there and I just didn't know yeah I didn't know what to, and so he he said well he said you're going to need to see a surgeon and he said I'll get my my nurse and she can give you the names of a couple of surgeons yeah. um, that you can call. And I'm just, again, I sat there going, I don't want to call a surgeon. Right. I, <laughs> I don't want to have surgery. Right. I don't want to call a surgeon. Um, that's, I, that's really strange that he said that instead of coming in and let's talk about the process, like what we're going to do. Are we going to do the chemo or, you know? Well, this was just the, the radiologist. Okay. So he's not going to get into any of that. Right. You know, so the first step then I called and, and I made an appointment with the, with the surgeon and I went in to see the surgeon and he says you know I think we're fine I think we'll be able to do just a simple lumpectomy yes and you know maybe a couple weeks of radiation and you'll be good to go oh so positive and I'm like yay okay that sounds good this right. sounds pretty he's, and that's what you want to hear right and I'm like this sounds great and he goes so just to be on the safe side though I want to do an MRI just to make sure there's no surprises I want Okay. What does he mean by that? <laughs> like, surprises. Surprises. Well, we don't want surprises either. Yes. So I guess it's routine for him. He always wants to do a breast MRI just okay. to make sure there's nothing hiding anywhere. Right. So anyway, so I went and had my MRI done. And I get a call. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Um, we found two more spots. <gasps> And they need to be biopsied. Oh, my gosh, Linda. I know. I know. This, the same breast. Uh-huh. So I went, I had two more biopsies. Thank God you got that MRI. No kidding. So the radiologist didn't see this. Mm-mm. It must have been hidden somewhere. Mm-hmm. Well, one of them was super tiny, and that one came back benign. Okay. The other one was a little bit bigger, but not as big as the first one that they found. That one came back positive also for cancer. <gasps> so now I had 
two tumors that needed to be removed. Oh my gosh. So the surgeon was still saying, you know, I'm going to, they're, they're not that far apart. I think I can still do two lumpectomies and hopefully leave enough breast tissue not to have to do a mastectomy. I try not to do mastectomies because, first of all, the recovery is much, much worse right. and longer. And then you all, there's a lot more complications afterwards that sometimes never go away. I mean, I, I still have some complications complications from it but it's worse when you have a mastectomy because they take out all the lymph nodes and so this is why you see women wearing the the compression sleeves oh my gosh are they in pain is that it does hurt yes i I had some afterwards in in it but it's worse if you have a total mastectomy so he was trying to avoid that and thankfully he was able to okay so he did the two lumpectomies, and then he took lymph nodes also. Oh, wow. And, of course, lymph nodes came back positive. Oh, my gosh. It was like everything that could have gone wrong did go wrong. But he, so he took them out, then? So yes, he took them out. So Not knowing that they were positive, or he knew? Well, because there were the two tumors there, he said, I think we need to make sure that it hasn't spread further. Right. And it had. It had already spread to the lymph nodes. Okay. So, once I got over the surgery, then he said, okay, so now because of all of this that's happened, now now we're talking chemo and radiation afterwards. And then I'm still on treatments, and I will be for like five years. Okay. Um, I take a pill every day, and I I also get an infusion once every six months. Okay. And I will do that for at least five years total. Is that just so that it doesn't come back? Correct. Correct. Um, Again, because it had already spread to the lymph nodes, they want to take all the precautions they can to make sure that it doesn't return. So, so yeah, so I went through um, four uh, regimens of chemotherapy uh, over the course of what was that like? I know it's different for everybody. Everybody has different symptoms or how they feel. How was that for you? Well, it it started out, it wasn't too bad. The first treatment, I was pleasantly surprised that I f- didn't feel too bad. I mean, I had, you know, I had some side effects. I had a little bit of nausea. I had some diarrhea from it. Right. Um, and I was really tired um, yes. and achy. But that was about it. I mean, it wasn't too bad. I thought, okay, well, this isn't too bad. I can right. do it. I can deal with this. Um, unfortunately, the drugs that I took, I knew uh, I was going to lose my hair. I mean, that was pretty much a given. So um, it was about 10 days after um, my first treatment, and I got out of the shower, and I was drying my hair, and I ran my fingers through my hair, and handfuls started coming out. And... I knew it was. I mean, I knew it was going to happen. I mean, I know I, you do know, but it's it's back still to seeing it. But standing in the bathroom with handfuls of hair, um, I mean, I just I start crying. It was like, right. and you know, as women, our hair is right. Part, I mean, part of us, part of us, and it's part of what makes us who we are. Right. And did you have a, a long? Because you have short hair now. Did you have long hair? It wasn't long. It was probably just like chin length, so a little bit. I mean, longer than it is now. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, and so my hairdresser had told me, so when your hair fall, starts falling out, call me, and I'll I'll take care of you. I'll I'll. 
you know, cut it short for you and I'll take care of you. And I, so I called. She's on vacation in Hawaii for two weeks. Oh, no. And I'm like, oh, no, what am I going to do? <laughs> you're like somebody. Yeah, you're so, like, oh. Now, this is going to sound funny, but um, I thought of my neighbor, whose name is also Jen, and she is my dog's groomer. Okay. Okay. I know that sounds... <laughs> hey, she knows how to cut hair. <laughs> I know that sounds weird. She actually used to do people hair okay. before she decided that she liked dogs better. Right. So <laughs> They don't talk back. <laughs> they, exactly. They do bite, though. Yeah. They, they do get a little bit frisky. <laughs> but anyway, so I, I knew she would, you know, know what to do, and it's not like I was getting a fancy haircut. I just wanted... So it just... Because it was a mess. I mean, it was just hair, and it was spitting yeah. it, and it was just hair uh-huh. everywhere. It just because it was and just, every day it was it just out. falling out, and it was awful. Uh-huh. Um, so I called her up and I asked her if she, and she said, "Absolutely, don't worry about it. I'll come over after I close the shop. She has her own shop, and she said, I'll close or I'll come over after I close the shop." Well, she comes over. She stopped and bought flowers for me. Oh. She is the sweetest thing. She brought flowers for me. She came over. Um, We actually, we went down in the garage, um, and she... Shaved, shaved it off, and of course she had her her clippers and stuff. She goes, and I promise these are not the dog clippers. <laughs> She's like, no, I'm gonna style it nice. <laughs> yes, these are not the dog clippers. <laughs> um, but anyway, so she she clipped my hair off, and of course I'm crying, and she's telling me how beautiful I look, and she goes, oh my god, you're just rocking this short hair, and she goes, let's get, put some big earrings on, nice. and and yeah. yes, and, and make up your eyes and and yes. and she said oh my god you look beautiful and she, i mean that was so wonderful. It was. She's the sweetest thing. And um, she was even saying, you know, you're always making me want to shave my head. Yeah. And I looked at her and I said, oh, God, don't you dare. <laughs> don't you so dare. So it wasn't totally bald. You had some hair like it was almost. Well, she clipped it pretty short. I mean, it was practically nothing. Okay. Just so that as the rest of it fell out, it wasn't such a mess. Right. Because it was like, you know, it was all over my clothes, and I get up in the morning, and it was all over my pillow, right. and you get out of the shower, and it's just, it, it just was. That's got to be so hard. It was just too much, and again, it wasn't really long, but I mean, like at the top, it was probably four, five inches. Right. I mean, it, you know, so it was just such a mess, and the sink would be full of hair, and the whole shower's full of hair, and it's just, it's a mess. And you looked in the mirror when you had it all shaved. And thought, okay, this is I'm going to embrace this. I got I, this. I, I got. I got to do. Yeah. I, yeah. So I had gone and bought a couple of wigs before. Again, knowing this was going to happen, I went for one, but of course, ended up with two because uh, that's what I do. Right. Uh, <laughs> hey, different day. Right. <laughs> different color, different right. style. Yeah. I right. know. And um, I wore them for a while, but this all was going on in the summer. Oh. 
So that's right. So it happened in January, but you didn't get. But by the time, so I didn't end up having my surgery until the end of March. By the time I got all the testing and biopsies and all that stuff done, right? It was the end of March, and then of course you have to wait at least six weeks before you start the chemo because they want your body to heal, right? Before they, you know, abuse you badly, right? Um, And I had to have a port put in, um, so they put up um, IV access port in your chest so that they don't have to use, you know, your because the the drugs are very caustic there, and they yes. can be very painful if they're going in a like a vein in your arm or your right. hand. Right. So they want to they put this and it's, it's into a larger vessel, so it's more dilute. Okay. So as it goes in, oh good, you see, you're teaching me these. Isn't things. painful yeah. uh, because if you did it like in your arm, it would really it would burn like crazy going in. Yeah. So they put this up in your chest in one of your main. Um, veins um, and so it doesn't hurt but so they had to do that too that was another small surgery I had to go in for an outpatient procedure to have that put in um, and, and so yeah so by the time I, I, I had the surgery which is another funny story um, my um, the day the surgery was scheduled happened to be would have been my father's birthday. Wow. My father um, died of cancer when he was only 60. He was young. Wow. Um, and um, so when they they called me with the surgery day, and I'm going, that's my dad's birthday. And it was a Monday. So ironic, huh? Yeah, weird. And so Saturday night... My husband said, well, let's go out for a nice dinner. This will be our, you know, before yes. you start treatment and before surgery and before all this stuff. Let's go out for a nice dinner. Right. So we went downtown, and we or we went into the strip district, and we went and had dinner. And I'm looking at the menu, and, I'm, I, of course, I always look at desserts first. <laughs> so I know if I need to save. Me too. Well, I need to know if I need to save room, you know. Right, exactly. <laughs> you never know. Take there's, it home. <laughs> yes, there's something on here that I really, really want to eat. So should I order less food so that I have room for dessert? Right, right. So I'm looking at this dessert menu, and on this menu I see pineapple upside-down cake. Mm. I haven't had that in so long. Have you ever seen that on a menu? No. No, me either. That was my father's favorite cake. Every year. These are signs, Linda. I believe in signs. It was, yeah. So, um... It was his favorite cake. He asked for it every year for his My birthday. Gosh. My mom baked him a pineapple upside down cake from scratch every year for his birthday, and I've never seen that on a, on a menu ever. Yeah, I not. I and so either. of course I ordered it. Of course, and I I ate that piece of pineapple upside down cake, and I felt peace. Yes, he's watching you. Yeah, I'm like it's on his birthday. This is his favorite cake. Right. He's uh, like, Linda, dad, you got this. That's what he he's said. Watching over me. Yes. And then the next morning, I got up on. So that would have then on Sunday, I get up and there's four cardinals sitting on my deck railing. Oh my gosh. And now I see cardinals a lot. If that was that itself was not four of them, but um, right. You know, we have cardinals. Yeah, all four of them. Boop 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 lined up. Okay. Um, and I'm looking, and the weird part was, all four of them were facing the house, looking in through my patio oh my doors. God. Now tell us, with the cardinals, they signify that somebody 
that has passed is is, is visiting, you. visiting you. Yes. Yes. Yes, I've heard that. Yes. And so you had four visitors. Four visitors. So my both of my parents are deceased. So Sorry. I figured the two of them were my mom and dad. I wasn't sure who the other two were. They're friends of theirs. <laughs> but yeah, but I went, well, clearly they cared enough to come back and visit me right. the day before my surgery. So I took all of these things as positive. Right. Did you journal at all? I know a lot of people like I did. I yes. did. Yeah, I have. Um, I, I actually started writing a book. Um, and I. Good for you. Yeah, I, I started writing this book just because I was hoping that maybe if somebody would read it. And it's not all about cancer, it's all about just all the difficult times that we have in our lives right. and different and different things that happen to us and how we it's more about how we handle those things exactly because you don't know how you're going to react right and i mean and everybody everybody ha- ha- right. handles things differently um but you know my my point was uh sure could i curl up in a ball in the corner and t- stay there well yeah but Clearly, I wasn't going to do that. Um, I, when this was all going on, at first you're in such a rush, or, and there's so much that you can't, you don't even really have time process. to think. Yes, you can't process. because it's like. I mean, I can't even tell you. I mean, I think over the course of, of you know, that, that 10-month period um, from the start to when I finished my last treatment, um, I, I think I had about six or seven mammograms. I had three um, MRIs. I had uh, multiple ultrasounds. Um, Your body was through a lot. Yeah. I I have no idea how many blood draws, doctor's visits. I felt like I was living. Because then after I saw the surgeon, then I had to see a medical oncologist. Then I had to see a radiation oncologist. Then I had to see a lymphedema specialist. Then I, I mean... I didn't even know they had that. Yes, they do. And then I had to... um, you know, one of the drugs they give you can affect your, your jawbone. So then I had to go to the dentist and get clearance from my dentist and have x-rays of my mouth. And oh I mean, just the, the whole process. And it's just it's all a of it. It really is. It is. And it's, you really don't have time to think about it. Wow, it's going then, on. But then once the tr- once the treatment starts, and then you kind of like now you're sitting because you don't have any energy and you don't feel good, and you know then you have time to think about it, and and you think about it, it really brings your mortality front and center. Right. I mean, we all know we're going to die. I mean, none of right. us are going to avoid that, but we don't think it's going to be soon. Right. So you think about your life and what you've done and, you think, and what you want to do. Right. And then you start thinking, oh my gosh, I, I, I'm not ready. It's too, Right. I've got too many things to do yet. I, I need to watch my grandchildren grow. I need to, you know, I, I, I just, I have places to go. I have right. you things travel. to do. I want to, you know, I mean, it's like, I, I, I need, I need to be around my family more. Were you I need... working then, hon? Mm-hmm. You were still working. Right. And I still am now. I. What were you doing when you were diagnosed? Like what job? Well, I, uh, I own an interior design business. Okay. So that's, that's what I was doing. Um, I, 
prior to that, uh, that was my that was my change of life. Um. Yeah. Okay, so the breast cancer didn't do. Okay, no, the breast cancer didn't didn't change that. The breast cancer changed changed the way I thought about people and things. Right. Um, you know, um, I realized that it's not about stuff. It's not about things. Material things. It's not about owning a big house and a fancy car. Right. And... Look at me, yeah. It's not about that. Absolutely. Not that I ever really... I mean, I've never been that person that has to be in the biggest house and the big... You know, but... um, But it it puts it in perspective knowing that, you know what, it's not the material things. It's the love and comfort that you have within each other, within people, humanity. Yes, yes. Don't you agree? And, yeah, oh, absolutely. And I... Um, I had such a huge support system. It was amazing. I mean, I was getting cards, little gifts, um, flowers, um, food, yes, um, texts, calls. I mean, every single day, every That's day. So wonderful. Every day, my husband go go out to the mailbox and he's going, "You got more cards today." Aww. Yeah, and this went on for months. And how did you feel when you had that? I mean, I couldn't believe it. I I can't tell you. I mean, I have if I and I kept them all. I have a I have this many cards. So you have like a whole like box full of. Oh yeah, two boxes. Full. Oh jeez. Yeah. Yes. I, yeah. Now, okay. So this is how we met, listeners. We met at a networking group. So were you involved in these networking groups when this was happening? So you had the support of all those women yes. too. Oh, well, how and, wonderful! And unbeknownst to me, one of my friends, um, the reason I was getting all these cards is she set up a card chain. So she, she reached out to everybody that I knew, and I mean, I uh, again. I was getting sometimes four or five cards a day. Oh, my gosh. So she set this all up. It's like, okay, this is your day to send a card. This is your day to send a card. This is your... And, again, this went on for months. Oh, my gosh, Linda. I have... I don't... I, I never counted them, but I'll bet you I got 200 cards. A simple card. A simple note. And a simple every, text. Yep. And everybody wrote something in it. Oh. You know, a little message. And, of course, I cried every time I opened Oh, <laughs> I know. I mean, I'm just thinking about how And, you know, neighbors were stopping by and bringing food over. And, I I mean, yeah. You deserve it because you are such a wonderful person. And you would do the same for someone else. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And people can see that. And, you know, so it just... um, and I've gotten more involved in charities, uh, which I... Oh, yes. Tell us... Okay, so um, you are, you're cancer-free right now. Right now I am, yes. Okay. Thank, thank the Lord. And you are now doing your interior design. Mm-hmm. You belong to some charities. Tell us about the one charity that I need to go to, the pink... Is it the pink, pink bubble? Pink Pamper Bubble Bubble, bubble. yes. So last year, so they do this. Yeah, when did you uh, start this? Bubble ball um, every year in October, October being, you know, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Um, Their organization started out uh, just for women with breast cancer. Okay. Now it has evolved, um, and now they do whatever kind of cancer women have. It doesn't matter. And they started out just providing wigs. Uh, One of the women that started the group was a hairdresser. 
Oh, okay. And so she'd see these women coming in, um, you know, that had been diagnosed with cancer and they were, you know, lost their hair and and some of them. And wigs are not cheap, I by the way. I ask you that. They are not I, cheap. Yeah, they are I expensive. Mean, huh? Yes, I mean, and I'm talking not even real hair. I'm talking just an acrylic thing. Right. And they're still four or $500. Yes. And if you get a real uh, hair uh, wig, I mean, they're a couple thousand dollars. My daughter donated her hair. Years ago, yeah, in high school, but I mean, you wonder where that hair goes. Does it really actually go? And they kind of, mm-hmm. what did they do? Like weave it into a yeah, and okay. they make a human hair wig, yeah. Right. And um, but they're really expensive, right? Um, and so a lot of women couldn't afford. You know, they were like, I, I can't afford that, and right. so they started providing vouchers. So they would give, um, and it was a voucher for $350. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Wait a minute. You're talking in the hundreds. Yeah. $350 for a voucher that they would give women so that they could put that towards, uh, you know, a a, a decent wig. Oh, my god! I know. Isn't that amazing? So that's the way they started. Now, they have grown immensely since then, and now they provide a lot of other services. Um, But they asked us, um, my husband and I, to be the co-chairs of the Bubble Ball last year in 2022. Oh, nice. So we were the co-chairs. Um, I saw the beautiful pictures. It was it was oh, beautiful. And you looked fabulous. Oh, we're going to have to share those pictures with yeah, the Yeah, it was really, really... It was. Is it, it open to the public? It is. It's, okay. It absolutely is open to the public. It's, it's obviously a fundraiser, so um, the... You, there's a, a DJ, so there's dancing. We just have a ball. Everybody right. gets up and dances. Dresses are all oh, fancy. Yes, <laughs> it's a black tie affair, and nice. um, it's 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 beautiful. There's food. There's specialty drinks. There. Now, do you happen to know when it is this year? Um, you know, I, I I don't. It's usually the first weekend in, in October. October. Okay, um, and. So, Where is it usually located, Linda? So it's been up at the uh, um, Double Tree and Cranberry. Oh, is okay. where it's been the last couple of years. I'm not sure where it had been before, but okay. they get about 400 people coming. I mean, wow. it's a big event. I mean, it's huge. Uh, last please year, pencil me in and remind me. I would love. I to will. I will. Um, they last year they made almost 150 thousand dollars. God bless. Now, what did they? That goes right towards women, and it's all cancer. it's women in Southwest Pennsylvania. It's not a national oh, organization; okay. it's local. Very good. So it goes to all to women that are here here in this area in Southwest Pennsylvania. Oh my god! So it, it yes, it's and that's that's what a lot of people like to hear that it stays local. Yes, because it's like we raised all this money and now it's going to somebody in California or I mean, right. not that I don't want them to have no, something, but I'm too. sure they do but their own thing there. Ex- but exactly, yes. We would like it to stay local, um, so I mean that's one of the um, one of the things. And I also um, got a little bit not not as involved, but a little involved in Washington County does an American Cancer Society uh, dinner dance every year, also. Oh yes, is that ran by? Um, no, I know, I know the name. Is it Carol D'Angelo? Uh, she yes, she is she's, part of it. She's part yes, of it. She is part of it. There's a there's a whole group that that. Um, that's part of that yes, one. Yes, I just that. got uh, involved in that one a little bit at the beginning of the year because theirs is was in 
February, I believe, was their dinner okay. dinner dance in February. So I kind of came in on the tail end. They'd already done a lot of the work, but I said, you know, I'll help out what, however I can, and then you know, count me in for next year. So, oh, um, so do you like being a part of these groups? And do you feel that this is if you could make a difference or help somebody out? Absolutely, absolutely. Yes. And like I said, I didn't. Um, yeah, I didn't really. I mean, I would go to things, but I didn't really get that involved with things. But this has kind of made me, I guess, want to get back. I mean, just because of, you know, the support that I got, I, I want to make sure that other women get that same support. And again, during all of this, I have found so many wonderful, wonderful people, uh, again, that I would have, would never have met probably had this not happened to me. Again, not that I would ever wish this on anyone, but... The silver lining here is right. I, I'm so impressed right. by some of the people that I've met. They are, they are so giving, so caring, so courageous, right. so strong, and I'm just so impressed. And I'm impressed by you. And I'm, well, Linda, you, <laughs> you inspire me no. because I'll tell you what. I meet a, I have a lot of guests, and I am so grateful that they share their stories. And, you know, there's, every one of them are just so beautiful and so powerful. And I feel like your power is contagious. I hope so. Yes. And you're positive. You know, you're so positive. And that's contagious, too. Yeah. And I, you know, and I, and I love that you are sharing this with everyone. Because your journey might be somebody else's journey. Right. Or similar to their journey. Right. And they see your attitude and what you're doing. And that, you know what, you can pick up your life. And yes. you can help other people. And make it, and make it better. Hopefully right. make it better for somebody else, too. Right. Um, it just... It, Again, and I, that's what I said, you know, after this was over. I said, if I can help one person right. or if I can get that one person that's been putting off getting their mammogram, oh. if I can talk them, and I have, and, you know, you know, if I can if I can get them to go to the doctor, if I can get them to get that mammogram done, but if I, one person, yes. then I'll be happy. Uh, that's how I feel, too. Yeah. You know, and I, I started getting mine at 38 because I have... Um, family members mm-hmm. on both sides. My mom's sister and my dad's sister both have breast cancer. Okay. So I get a mammogram every, sometimes six months, depending mm. on it. But yeah, it is, it's early detection. It is. You know, and knowing, I mean, it's not, but, you know, I talked to a doctor about this. The hardest thing I think for people is healthcare, you know, just the money and trying to, so if there's a way, there's, I know there's clinics and there's places out there that can help people that maybe are not, right. there, there are places that I, um, um, I, and I can't think of the name of them right now, but that are, that women can go and get one done for free. Insurance, yes. no insurance, whatever. They have these clinics every so often that if you don't have insurance, you can come and get your mammogram right. done for free, um, which is wonderful because, right. yes, I mean, and as I said, I mean, I got a mammogram every year. Yeah. And I think about how, how far it had already progressed. Yes. Think about had I gone two, three, three years, yes. four years or something in between, I right. probably wouldn't be here today. Right. So, I mean, you have to think of that. And, and when I would talk to people and they'd be like, oh, God, I haven't gone 
gone in five yes. years. I'm like, go. I know. I have a friend that hasn't gone ever. Oh, yes. Well, then I talked, my and my daughter and my daughter-in-law are both uh, in their 40s. Uh, and I said, okay, girls. Mm-hmm. It's time. It's time to go. And right. especially my daughter, now that I've been diagnosed. Right. I did do the genetic testing also. They offered that to me. And I, since I have a daughter and I have two granddaughters, right. I said, you know what? Yeah, go ahead and do the genetic testing just to make sure that there isn't a genetic component. Nobody in my family had breast cancer. Yes. Sometimes it doesn't have to be hereditary. uh, None of my aunts, my mother, none of my cousins. I don't have any sisters, but um, none of them have had breast cancer. Right. I mean, other stuff, but, you know, nobody's had breast cancer. So I'm the first one to have breast cancer in my whole family. And you want to, you know, ease your mind knowing that your daughter and your granddaughter. Passing that down. Yes. So I did do the genetic testing. It came back negative. There was not. Oh, nice. Okay. So that was, that was good. So, you know, at least I can tell my daughter, well, okay, right. so hopefully you won't get this from me. But, you know. <laughs> think about, yeah, I mean, think about the testing nowadays. Like oh, back yeah. then, you know. Oh, yeah, you couldn't do that No, you had ago. no idea that it could be genetic and there could be a gene that could be passed on to right. your other children. So that, to me, right there is we are making oh, such progress. Oh, oh and. And, and all the different treatments and all the the different, you know. My doctor actually told me, he said, at this point, especially breast cancer, not all cancers, obviously, but breast cancer because, you know, women, we're fierce. Mm-hmm. And we've raised bazillions of dollars for breast cancer research. Right. Think about all the things that go on for breast cancer. Oh, yeah. There's tons of fundraising. Oh, my gosh. Charities. Yes, yes. absolutely. Because we're ferocious about stuff. We're taking this and we're going (laughs) to... And and since it is predominant, I mean, not that men can't get it. it, They do get it, but not, obviously, you know, as often. yeah. Yeah, it's very uncommon, but it can happen. But it's a predominantly woman thing. Right. So you know us, you know, we're just <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> women are like that. So we've raised so we much tackle. money and there's been so much research done more than for any other type of cancer. And my is that right? I didn't it is that. true. And okay. my doctor my oncologist told me he said at this point breast cancer has almost become a chronic disease. Oh my gosh. He said we almost think of it as a chronic disease now, wow. like diabetes or yes. or high blood pressure or whatever. And I said, really? He said, we have so many options, oh. and there are so many treatments, and this is why everybody's is a little different. Right, and that, I thought, you know, seeing, hearing that, I guess that's a good thing that we have options. Oh, gosh, yes. You know, and we have, because like you said, you don't know. You know, somebody could have a different journey or whatever they're right, right. What they're going through. But right. there's options. There are options. Yes. There, you know. And again, it's people that I know that have gone through this, and we talk about it. And you know, we have similarities, right? But then we also have a lot of differences. Um, sometimes, uh, you know, I mean, different drugs that we that we've had to take, and d- different side effects from those drugs, right. and you know, and sometimes those side effects. And the worst part, I think, the worst part about um, about everything is now obviously people remember that I had cancer but they know I'm cancer free now right. but they don't realize that 
some of the side effects never go away. Oh. And you're kind of stuck with them. I and, didn't realize that. Yeah, most people don't. And um, and everybody knows the common ones. Everybody knows when you're going through chemotherapy, oh, God, you're going to be sick and you're going right. to be tired and you're going to, you know, you're going to lose your hair. And, you know, the, those obvious ones that everybody right. knows. Right, those are the but obvious there's ones. so many other... Like internal ones? Side effects that... So, like, from the drugs I took... Um, I had what they call neuropathy, where um, yes, you feelings right. So like your nerve like endings my hand, are not right. Oh. So this hand frequently I can't feel it. Okay, it goes numb. It goes numb, and then it gets all prickly and yeah. Um, same thing with my bottoms of my feet. Yes, um, which. I still don't have feeling in my right foot on the bottom of my foot, which sometimes makes it hard to walk when you can't feel your foot. Yes. And I I told my husband, I said, God, I don't want to look like an old lady. But I said, I can't feel my feet. Is that why you walk with a cane, hon? Well, actually, no. That's a whole other story. (laughs) That'll be another podcast. That's a whole other story. (laughs) But, I mean, when you feel that numbingness, you could be anywhere. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's just, and nobody can, t- nobody knows what you're going right. through. You're just sitting there like, why? Yeah. So that kind of thing. And I still do get some lymph- lymphedema, which is a swelling in, in the arm. I, I have exercises that I do. I did have a compression sleeve that I wore uh, initially for okay. like the first couple of months right. um, to keep the lymph fluid from not pooling. Right. And um, so, you know, I do these exercises all the time to keep things moving so that it doesn't swell up right. and, and, and it does become painful when it when it swells up. You know, there's just a lot of things. Right. That, you're teaching me these things, Linda. I didn't realize that because you think, oh, you're cancer free. You're good now. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's no, the thing. It's like, no, not no, so much. Not so much. So, yeah. <laughs> so always take that in consideration when you do meet somebody who's been through that. Right. To say to them every day. How are you? They're not, How yeah. are you today? Yeah, because yeah. even though they're cancer-free, they may not be really okay. Right. Um, because again, now it's just you just live with it, and God knows I'm I'm happy to be alive, right. and I'll deal with it. Uh, but right, there's still things you know that people don't realize, I and I'm I'm glad you told me that yeah. because I didn't. My cousin went through breast cancer; she had triple negative, and um, mm. you know, and I just saw her a couple weeks ago we went for a walk and I said how are you doing and I almost think that sometimes I don't know this is for everyone but it's almost like they don't want to talk about it they're like eh you don't want to hear about my right but I'm fine with that like that's what I want to know right you know how are you doing like do you feel that you talking about it Linda to people or is it too much to talk about it for you I you know I don't no I don't mind talking about it although now like if people say how are you how are you feeling I do say fine. I'm I'm good. Yeah. Because I guess in my head, I I, I don't think people people ask how you're doing, but most of the time they don't really want to. They don't really <laughs> want to know. I know that's so sad. Though. It is sad, but let's. It's I true. Know. We say it as just a thing, you know. Right. Say, and hey, you know what? You're, you're doing. You're close bunch. You're you know your right. circle of people. 
That's who you go to. Right. Right. Your husband, your family, your friends, close friends. But yeah, when you're meeting someone and they're like, oh, how are you? Yes, I get that. Right. They don't want, they don't want to hear like, yeah. They're like, hey, you know what? Today, by the way. Yeah. Well, I had diarrhea all day yesterday. I mean, you know. They're like, all right, too much, too much. Too much information. Don't really want to know that. Oh, my God. Some people don't really want to know how you feel. And, you know, I I love our conversation because I feel like, Linda, that... We can laugh about certain <laughs> things because you have gone through something that, you know, other people may have gone through, but your journey is so different from everybody else's. Mm-hmm. And I look at you now and I think what a inspiring, courageous, beautiful woman you are. Well, thank you. I... And I'm just so grateful and blessed that you are my guest today. Oh, I'm blessed to be here. I mean, you are just, you're you're an angel. Oh, and well, I, I don't know. It depends are. on who you ask. <laughs> yeah, we won't go there. <laughs> but you, to me, I, you know, I just feel that I'm so glad that you're in my life. Oh, I really I am. I mean, the first time I met you, I just knew this woman is somebody I want to oh, know. I want to get to know. So now I, I shared it with you, all my listeners, and now you know who Linda is and her journey and Linda if there's anything else you would like to add we are we're going to wrap it up um I, I I don't I don't really think so. I, again, uh, if you haven't had your mammogram, get out there and get That's your mammogram. Right. Um, yes. Please please do that. Please take care of yourself. Um, right. But you only have one body. That's right. That's right. And yes. you um, you you just never know what can happen. One day can change your whole life. Exactly. And that's you know you don't think about it, but it's like that one. Uh, that one moment in time and yes. changes your whole life. Your perspective on everything. Yep. So, yes. It absolutely I, does. I agree with you. Get your mammogram. Which yes. I'm like thinking, oh gosh, when is my. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Linda, I gotta get. I, I know I have it scheduled. I just don't know when. I know. And I tell people, I'm like, if you want me to go with you, I'll go with you. Right. Um, you know, if you're. Because I, I mean, I had some first timers. Right. And I, I even said to him, I said, it's so uh, quick. Honest to gosh. I said, if you want me to go with you, because they're always like, oh, but I heard it hurts. And I'm oh, like, geez. oh, for gosh sakes. So, I know. It's nothing. It's, it's nothing. No. It's within a second. Uh, yeah. I said, yeah, pitch is a little, I a guess. Little, but not for everyone. But you know, it no. And I said, it, it's not like it takes an hour. Right. <laughs> boom, 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 x-rays. You know, you're and done. you're done. Yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah. That, that would be my message. Take care of yourself. Listen to your body. Um you know, get your yearly, get your yearly mammogram. Yes. Thank you, Linda. I so appreciate your time today and being my guest on spill with me. It was so, so nice being here. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, honey. This was spill with me, Jenny D. Take care. Thank you so much for joining me with spill with me, Jenny D. You can be anonymous planning on having guest speakers or anyone who wants to share their life experiences on the topic we covered that week. I'm going to post all that on my Facebook and website so you will see what I'll be talking about that week. So give me a call. I can pre-record and put you on my, my episode that day. I stress this. I personally feel to heal yourself is to talk about it. And if we can help each other instead of keeping it bottled up and just release it, I think that it's going to help all of us. And let's have a lot of fun. I can't wait to hear from you guys. Oh, I'm so excited. This is still with me, Jenny D.